Life Audio. Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. Take a minute to visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the Word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Good day to everyone. Today we are continuing our M&M series. It's October and we're going to tackle Psalm 42 right after this. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Okay, this year is marching on. It's already October. I can't believe it. And I am actually doing an early, early morning recording session to you, coming to you with my hot tea in hand. I can't even see out of my window this morning. That's how early I'm recording. It tends to be a really busy time of year for us traveling. It's my birthday month. And so We have many, many things on our calendar this time of year. I love the change of the season, but you also know that I also am not a fan of cold weather. So I know that that's on my horizon, so that means more hot tea, more time by the fireplace, and lots of snuggly sweaters for me. I hope that this change in the season brings a smile to your face also. I hope that you are able to carve out some time, if not some pumpkins, with your family and smile and enjoy and lean in. Perhaps in the months ahead, as we continue this journey together on this podcast, we can talk more about the challenges we face. We're going to talk about some of them today in our psalm. And that is living above the crazy, right? And that's certainly a lesson that God and His sovereignty is teaching me at this point in my life as 
you know, things don't always go the way we want them to. And sometimes we have to just hyper focus on God. So we're going to talk about that today. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Today is Psalm 42, and it stands out to me in my mind as a primary example of the rawness of Scripture. And I don't want you to miss that today. Because I think it's so important for you and I to know that God knows, that he gets it, that there is no character in Scripture apart from the Lord Christ who was perfect. He was the God-man, completely God, completely man. I get that that, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness, how? It's one of the mysteries, right? He was the God-man. The rest of us are human, Right. And that means that we have a sinful nature. That means that we have a propensity to do things that are an affront to a holy, mighty God. And so that's where we are. And yet, as believers in Jesus Christ, we've been set free from that sinful nature. Right. That's Romans six. We've been set free from that sinful nature. But how do we live like that? Right. Well, today's psalm shows us some of the wrestle that is very real in living out the hope that we have in the reality that we're in in this world. And so I really do hope that you'll lean in and listen. If you don't need this psalm today, right, you need you know somebody who does need this psalm. And if you don't need it today and you don't know anybody who does, I promise you, you will, because... God in his glory is always, 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 always drawing us closer and closer to himself. And I believe it has been my experience, as painful as it has been, it has been my experience that he does sovereignly allow and ordain circumstances in our lives so that, so that we will turn and refocus on him. And I think that's what we see in this psalm. So, If you go over to rachelcarmen.com, you can print out a Bible study guide for this passage. I will be looking at it today from the NASB 95. So for that, I recommend the Bible Gateway website. You can go over there and copy and paste this and print it and download it. And I love, 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 as you know, to mark up scripture. And so I wish I could show you a picture today of just how marked up this passage is for me. And I just want to say, and I know I've said it before, but it is my joy to spend this time with you because to, to take the time to dig in and just see everything that the Holy Spirit wants to teach me and then to get to come and share it with you. I mean, that is my joy. So As we start out, we start with pointers to the reality that the Bible is not only the Word of God, it is a literary document. I mean, this is beautiful. You study all the different genres throughout Scripture, which is something we can chase another day. But this psalm starts with a simile, as the deer pants for water brooks, so my soul pants for you, oh God. Don't miss this. This is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The psalmist is drawing attention to something that his readers, the people that would have heard this, it says it's for the choir director. So this was a song that was sung. They would all understand this imagery. They would all get what this looked like for a deer to pant for streams of water. 
I mean, that's a thing. And what is the deer when it's panting? It's, it's longing, it's desiring, it's seeking, looking for a stream of water. So there's a couple of things here you sense in just this first line that this deer needs something to drink. That's huge. I want to suggest to you that often we want refreshment, but we don't need it. And I think all too often when we don't realize our need of refreshment, when we're just getting another drink, right? We end up with refreshment that is less than quality, right? We need to seek out real refreshment. I mean, after all, that is the name of this podcast. And I would suggest to you, there are alternatives that are not real refreshment. They are perhaps temporarily satiating, but they're not real refreshment. It's not going to stay with you. It's not going to be something that you can draw on when life gets really tough. Real refreshment does that. And that's what this psalm is all about, is this deer, like us, is really in need, really thirsty, really longing, really desiring for some sort of refreshment, something. My soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I mean, this is describing someone who's in a spot, who's desperate. And again, I would tell you that we live in a culture today in America where we don't know what it's like to be thirsty. We say, I'm thirsty. (laughs) We have no idea what it's like to be thirsty because we can drive through any number of places, pull in, run in, get a bottle of this or that in just about anywhere. We don't know what it's like to really be thirsty. And yet that's the picture that the psalmist is trying to draw for us today by giving us the imagery of this deer panting, panting. Now it could be today as we're talking and spending our time together today, it could be that you totally get that imagery. You are in that desperate place. You are panting and you do really, really need him, right? I totally get it. I I get it. I'm there. I I get the longing and the need for something better than anything the world can give me. And I just, you know, spoiler alert, we get that in God. That's exactly what he offers. Nothing less than exactly what our souls need. He says here, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall my when shall I come and appear before God? Verse 3, my tears have been my food day and night. Anybody? Have you ever felt like you're in a spot where you would just like, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, not with tears dripping off your chin? Yeah, that's where the psalmist is here. He's saying, I am in a place where my tears are my constant companions. This is where I am. They've been my food day and night. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? So this is a one-two punch. What the psalmist is describing here is he is in a circumstance where he feels desperate and he's longing for the things of God and he's totally thirsty and he's, he's crying 
because of his circumstances, because of what's going on, although that's not detailed here, that's left sort of blank and vague, you get to feel in that blank with whatever you are wrestling with, right? So what are you wrestling with? What what drives you to your knees? What drives you to pant and long and really desire the things of God? What makes you desperate? What's going on in your life right now that brings tears to your eyes dripping off your chin? And makes them food day and night. Because that's where the psalmist is right here. But as though that's not enough, he goes on to say, in the midst of that, in the midst of this really tough, lousy, hurtful, desperate circumstance, I've got critics. I've got opposition giving me a hard time about it. And all day long, they're looking at my circumstance and they're looking at me And then they're going, yeah, where's your God? In other words, my opposition, my critics are saying, okay, so you serve God and you're in a lousy circumstance. So yeah, right. What? If, if there's a God and if you say you serve him and if you say he loves you, then why are you in this mess? That's again, this is why I love scripture. This is raw. This is real life. And I would venture to say that we all know what it's like to be right here. Right here in this circumstance, when life circumstances have left us out of breath, we feel like it's been a one-two punch. And we are pretty confident we don't know how we got here. And we don't see a way out. And it would be great. It would be great if there weren't people also criticizing us. In the midst of this, but this is where the psalmist finds himself. And then in verse four, get this, don't miss this. Verse four is this beautiful verse. He says, this is what I remember. I remember and pour out my soul within me for I used to go along with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude keeping a festival. The psalmist says, in the midst of this desperate circumstance, I remember, I remember going along with the people of God with joy and thanksgiving and praise. I remember leading them. I remember that peace and contentment in worshiping God. In the midst of my bad, I remember that. What a gift. What a gift. This underscores, in my opinion, the value and the importance of us being in places of corporate worship regularly. Not going there only when things are desperate. Not going there only once or twice a year. But going there regularly. But going there regularly. So that we can experience the transformation of our souls. Or in the words of Jamie Smith, the recalibration of our souls. So that we can go and we can have that built into our souls. So that when, not if, things get tough, we can remember. We can remember those times of worship. We can remember those times of joy and contentment. Worshiping with the people of God. 
because those fortify our souls in those desperate moments to have those memories. And that's some of what we've lost post the COVID crazy. So many have decided it's enough to tune in on Zoom or stream on Sunday, and they are no longer going to worship with the people of God. And I want to challenge you, do not give up showing up and worshiping with the people of God. Your soul needs that. Your soul needs that. You need to go and worship with the people of God. We'll finish up Psalm 42 right after this. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So in verse 5, the psalmist again takes a turn. And he says this, this is where I am, verse 1 and 2. Verse 4, but I remember. Then verse 5, so why, my soul, are you in despair? And why have you become disturbed within me? So again, have you ever been in this place? You're in this really tough place. You've got tears dripping off your chin. You don't see a way out. You feel desperate. You've got critics. But you remember worshiping God. You remember the joy. You remember the peace. You remember the satisfaction. And yet you're, you're despairing. And you're disturbed. And you're like, I know better than this. I get who God is. Why? Why am I in this place? Not in this circumstantial place. Why am I in this like emotional space? How, why am I in this mental space? Why have I decided to waller? Right. And again, I get it. I can't, I'm only just coming out of a period of wallering just to be total disclosure. 
It's easy to get stuck in these places where it's just so hard, right? And the psalmist says, no, yeah, why? Why am I in despair, oh my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Verse 5b, hope in God, for Yah will yet again praise him. Hope in God. Hope in God for the help of his presence. I got to tell you, it is so important for you and me to remember in those really tight, rough, dark, hard places that we are not alone. We're not alone. I have said from the beginning of the situation that we've been in for the last couple of years, I have continued to say and hold on to what I know to be true. And this is what I want you to hear today. If if you're in one of these places, or if you know someone is here, here's something that we need to dare to hold on to while he's holding this us. And that is he's in this with us. We're not alone. We're not alone. I get it. Sometimes the silence echoes. But the thing that we must remember is we are not alone. He promises that he is always with us. He's always with us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Throughout scripture, we're promised that he will never leave or forsake us. You and I must remember that. We must remember that we are not alone. Verse 6 Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember, I remember. He references three different places geographically, and I'm not going to chase that today. What I want you to see is these two points of remembrance. This is the power that you and I have that he gives us as we dare to lean into him, as we dare to worship him, as we dare to have these moments of celebration and thanksgiving. When we are in these really hard places, he gives us the opportunity to dare to remember the good times, to dare to remember those times of celebration and worship, to think back to his goodness and his blessing and his abundance in those dark times. He says this in verse 7, deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. Look, you and I are going to face tough times. We are going to have challenges. And you know why? Because he loves us enough never to leave us where we were yesterday. Our circumstances, he ordains and sovereignly oversees to draw us closer and closer to him, to show off to us, to prove to us that he is who he says he is. It's all about that. And he's daring us to hold on to what we know to be true while he holds us, while he holds us. Verse eight, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. Remember those tears in the daytime he talked about earlier? And his song will be with me in the night. So right here in 8, he is answering what he said over there in verse 3 when he says, my tears have been food day and night. In 8, he said, he will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night. Have you been in that night when your head is a swirl? When you feel overcome and undone with all, all that's going on around you, me too. 
Me too. And right here, the psalmist says, his song will be with me in the night. I want to suggest to you one of the best things you can do in the middle of the night and those stressful things is sing to him. Is sing to him. This is why I'm so grateful for the heritage of the hymns that I was given in my childhood. That all of these hymns swell up in me and minister to me in those darkest of times. And I want to tell you, the enemy does not want you singing at midnight. We get that example with Paul and I think it's Barnabas who are imprisoned. And we get the story in Acts when it says about midnight, what are they doing in prison? They're singing. They're singing. And that's an example to you and I. When we get in our midnights, we have the opportunity to sing his praises. And it uplifts our soul. It is a stream of living water in the midst of our panting to sing his praises. His song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. Singing and praying at midnight. That is, that is exactly what you and I can do. Exactly. Verse 9. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? I don't want you to miss this. This is so real. This is the back and forth of you and me. We get it. We admit our desperation. We admit our need. And then we're like, but I remember worshiping. And then, we, and then we're like, oh, in such despair and such sadness. Oh, but God, right? And then we're like, oh, I'm crying all the time, but he's with me, right? I mean, do you see the back and forth in this psalm? What I want you to see is God gets it. He understands this back and forth, this wrestle. Verse 10, as a shattering of my bones, my adversaries reviles me. Do you have critics? I mean, I don't know that there's, there are a few things worse than critics in the middle of a a crisis, right? And I've had those. And I'm like, you know what? I just, not now, right? And he's saying that. I've got critics in the middle of my crisis. While they say to me all day long, second time he said this, where is your God? And I just want to say that this is the point that the enemy wants to plant in us, in our heads, in our minds, in those moments of crisis. He wants us to start thinking, yeah, where is God? What if God isn't? What if he's not here? This is a very clear seed of doubt that these adversaries are planting. And you and I need to weed this out. We need to hold on to what we know is true, even if we don't feel it, because we are assured in his word that he is with us, that he is with us. 11, why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. This psalm is so real and raw. I want to invite you to dig in and dig out all that's here. Go in and circle all of the your waterfalls, your breakers, your waves, right? All of the things that are God's. Go in and circle, uh, underline twice all of the verbs. I remember, I remember. Go and look at the simile as the deer pants. 
fill in the blank. What is it right now that's causing you despair? What is it right now that is disturbing your soul? What is that? It's it's not specific in this psalm, but it's real in this psalm. What is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that makes you think, where is God? Where is God? And would you dare to call out and pray him, to pray? And would you dare to call out and praise him, to sing to him, to pray to him at your midnight moment? Would you dare to do what this is all about? This whole psalm is all about refocusing on God above the chaos, above the confusion, above the circumstances and the situation and the brokenness of this world, all of which are real. And that's the thing. Again, don't miss it. This is not a denial of the difficulties and the challenges and the hardships and the pain that we face here. It's not a denial of that. And, and, and we need to see that. Those things are real. But what this is, is a call to refocus and to make sure our hope is in God. It's a very personal psalm. You'll notice the psalmist says, my soul, my tears, my food, my life, my rock, my adversaries, my countenance, and my God. A listener, you and I, you and I, we have a God that gets it. We have a God who has put in his word to us in scripture, these raw passages where he invites us to wrestle it through and put our trust in him, not on the things of this world. He invites us to stop wallowing, right? And to wrestle it through to worship. That's the point. To get to the other side, not to get stuck. The enemy wants us to get stuck. The enemy wants to get us in despair and devastation and disturbed so that we start doubting God and we lean into unbelief. He wants to take us captive. He wants our circumstances and our situations to take us down. And yet in this psalm, we see hope. We see hope. A little thing here I want to tag on the end is we need to be friends to each other as we see each other wrestle through. I've got some really good friends that I've wrestled through some really hard things with. I've watched them wrestle. They've watched me wrestle. We've watched each other wallow, right? Oh, but that we would call each other to worship, to worship, that we would be friends, that we would be friends to encourage each other to put our hope in God, to put our hope in God, to trust in his sovereign will the transformational power of these circumstances to allow it to grow our faith and our hope as we focus up and worship him. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible Curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. 
If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.